0: Open fire. Now that I have your attention, welcome
1: to the Chase Ascendancy podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. This is Josiah, and I've got a special guest on today. This is my buddy Caleb Hyndman. Uh We have known each other since, frick, I don't know, 2003 or oh, something man. crazy like okay. that. We went to elementary school together, and we weren't super close. And then um, we actually went to college together years later. And uh, so he is on. We are finally going to do a review episode for... The finale of the Book of Boba Fett. For so the, for those uh, few faithful out there, you 138 shining stars that are following on YouTube and <laughs> however many audio subscribers. I know you guys have been waiting. Life's been really crazy. Uh, but I've got a little setup going on in here in the Star Wars room. Caleb was here helping me get some stuff set up. So um, you guys saw the Legends shelf is up there. And then behind me, you can't really see it, I got all my canon stuff set up now. So starting all the way with the Light of the Jedi Going all the way to The Rise of Skywalker. Our canon stuff is ready. I'll post a video about all of that. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're here to review the finale of The Book of Boba Fett. So, um, we're super stoked on the Ben Kenobi trailer. Um, my gosh. I mean...
0: My shirt almost came off when yeah. I watched it. it was... Oh.
1: So, you saw... Okay. We're going to do... This is going to turn <laughs> into a whole thing. But really quick, before we get into this. You saw the... Uh, did you see the Entertainment Weekly... Pictures that were posted?
0: I, I saw a few. I saw the, the so, shot of Vader.
1: Okay, so I'll pull one up for you right now. But the one that really was crazy to me was um, the there's a picture of him in a cave. Did you see that one? Mm-mm,
0: I didn't see He's that.
1: in a cave, and he's uh, he's. it looks like he's looking up at someone. And you maybe think of this because you're talking about the shirt coming off. My thought is, is this where we meet the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn? Oh,
0: Come on,
1: dude. You know what I'm saying, dog? And uh, for you, uh, for those of you who grew up in a Christian home, this is a very uh, Joseph King of Dreams set up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, dude, when I saw this picture, I was like, I know it's on the other side of this camera right here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's um, awesome. So that's that's the official shirts coming off moment for me is if I get to see Qui-Gon. And we know that it's pretty much promised. But uh, So we're here to review the finale. Uh, it was funny because... My kids were sick They're feeling a lot better now But they were sick And uh, My youngest Well not the youngest anymore The middle child Cash uh, I was like What do you You know Macy was asking him What do you want Like how are you going to feel better And he was like Boba Fett (laughs) And I was so proud. So we watched the entire book of Boba Fett yesterday. No. One through seven. Yeah. And it was like, you know, almost nine o'clock and he's almost three and Wolf's four. So nine o'clock, you know, is is long in the tooth for them. So nine o'clock hits and it's the finale and they're like and then Cad Bane comes on screen and Cash goes, That's my guy. (laughs) <laughs> and so we watched the whole thing So it was cool because we were planning to hang out and, and, and kind of chill today anyway So I was like, dude, let's do a podcast together And it was actually your idea to do the Boba finale, so I thought that was cool because I've been Kind of waiting on that um, So I called Samuel and I was like, hey, I'm going to do the Boba finale, is that cool? He said, absolutely Because he's me and him are really chalking up Some stuff to talk about Phase 1 Of The High Republic, since right. that's finally come to a close right. um, So We're talking about the book of Boba Fett. So if this is your first time tuning into the Chiss Ascendancy, uh, there's a couple of things that we get to that explains how we feel about the most recent episode. And I think we can do kind of a season feel as well once we talk about the finale. So there's five things that we talk about. Number one, overall thoughts. That's where you just get, you know, the meat of the episode. What did you think about it? Was it what you expected? Yada, yada, yada. Number two, you rate it one through ten. And I think this will be the easiest one to rate just because... Is the finale. So you've got the full yeah. The full ear of corn. My dad used to say if you're dating uh, when I was in high school and I was dating, he'd be like, What you're seeing now is the beautiful young colonel, but you gotta look at the full ear and know what you're gonna get in the future. And there's a girl
0: that He's an ear guy. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know about that, but uh, it was funny because he was like, You gotta look at the mom and if she's still like as good looking as what you're dating now. You're, yeah you know
0: my, my okay you could so, be in for a, a long
1: season otherwise my, my
0: dad used to say look at a girl's calves <laughs> He'd say, look at a girl's calves if she's got big calves that's the, that's the foundation for a big woman. uh which no, stuck with me because the rebar of the calves. human body that's so
1: funny. That's the foundation, man. So um, look, it was funny because the girl I was dating at the time, he was like, "Yeah, she's a cute girl, whatever." And then we were at church, bro. We were at church of all places, which I guess that kind of cements the judgmental thought that everything Christians oh, have. But man. we're in the co- we're in the lobby, and uh, we're, um, you know, my girlfriend's in the room, and he's like, "Yeah, she's awesome. She's nice and sweet. She's pretty." And then her mom was there, and he's like, "That's the full year." So <laughs> you're with the with the popcorn size, you know. <laughs> Is the full ear what you want? Okay, so all that to say, it'll be easiest to rate uh-huh. this this uh, episode. Number three, what's the standout moment? And there can be multiples of these, but like, what was the, when you were watching it, you were like, oh, frick, yeah, you yeah. know? And with yeah. the finale, there's like 12 of those. Yeah. Um, number four, new characters. Uh, is there anybody that showed up in this episode that was like a surprise? Um, finale, there's not really anything that's super crazy. Uh, but then number five is what's next? And you start to break down. You know, what we think might be next for Boba Fett or the, I guess, the Mandoverse and all those things. So, first things first, overall thoughts for just the finale. Uh,
0: I enjoyed it. Um, I think my expectations of the season, I had to change those going as the season went on. Right. Um, As a standalone episode, I enjoyed it. I thought it wrapped up almost everything mm-hmm. um but it left a few things where you're like huh, what's next you know will we have another season will we not um i enjoyed a lot of the action it was yeah. action packed um
1: yeah it's like start to finish
0: yeah and it's so, just going and going so i enjoyed it um it kept me on the edge of my seat most of the episode there were some silly moments uh some, <laughs> some things and we'll get into that later uh Overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a pretty good finale. There's yeah. some things I wanted to see that I maybe didn't, um, but I can't complain too much.
1: I think the same thing. I was thinking I really enjoyed it, and um, and there were things that didn't happen that I was hoping for. Um, there were things that just different things that didn't go the way that you necessarily expected. Um, and we're so spoiled to have like for me, I have this podcast that's like I have. People that I've met because of the podcast. I got people who listen to the podcast anytime I put anything out. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a small podcast. Yeah. And I sit behind, you know, on my high horse behind this microphone and I'm like, oh, not good <laughs> enough. You know what I mean? Try again. And so, uh, but it was, I thought it was really great. And uh, there were definitely things that I would have done differently. But I think the key to enjoying the finale is take your expectations off of what you wanted the season to be. Right. And just watch it for what it is. Right. And I think that's uh, the thing that stands out to me the most about that type of Star Wars is um, when we were growing up, going into the prequels, we didn't have expectations of growing up 70s, 80s, 90s. Right. This is what Star Wars feels like. So we went and I don't know how it was for you, but when they re-released the special editions, we went with my dad to see those. Right. And it was like looking up at my dad and he was like, this is Star Wars. And that was great. But then... You know, for me, episode one comes out, and I was like, Jar Jar is Star Wars. That's awesome. And I enjoyed it. Like, <laughs> yeah. as a kid, I legitimately enjoyed it. And I think I tried to recapture that during the sequels because right. it wasn't the original trilogy or the prequels. It was a right. completely different feel. It felt um, not completely separated, obviously. You know, there's there's still things that feel similar, but um, I think the one that I enjoyed the most... Was The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. And it's because I just went in there going, okay, obviously they can't do all the things that I want. It's the third of three films. Like when you go into The Force Awakens, you're like, I wonder if Boba Fett's the main character. <laughs> like, it could be anything. Yeah, the, the possibilities are Exactly, minimalist. exactly. So I think a lot of people didn't like it because they were like, oh, it's a rehash of Six or this, this, and this. But when I went into it just wanting to enjoy it, I really enjoyed it. I think it's the same for the finale. Yeah,
0: and like you said, <laughs> you've said a lot on this podcast. We're living in peak Star Wars. Yeah. So have we ever had a Star Wars show Now we're getting five or six. We had Ewoks, right? Like back in the 80s, we had animated Ewoks and we had Clone Wars, but we're getting legit movie quality live action series. Mm -hmm. And we're getting them every six months. Yeah. And it was crazy
1: because, like, there's so much going on. Like, I think when The Force Awakens was coming out, I can remember, like, I was at, you know, my job, and then this, I have, like, a checklist of, like, here's the things I need to get done today. And then whether it's my lunch break or it's, like, 30 minutes at the end of the day, but everything's been done, I'm like, I wonder what John Boyega has to say about The Force Awakens. Because <laughs> that's all we had to look forward to. Right. And it, I loved The Force Awakens, but it was – I didn't realize how limited I was in out, upcoming projects. Like, even as far as just books and comics, it was, like, nothing. Nothing yeah. was coming out. And then The Force Awakens happened, and it's been just, like – a snowstorm of content yeah, ever nonstop. since, and so, like you said, it's it's uh, something I've said that, uh, like, I don't know if you got to see the uh, the review I did of episode two with Brody from Officially Star Wars. Mm-hmm, yep. We were like, there's so much Star Wars to love. Why are people choosing to hate it? Yeah, and uh, it's funny because like every Wednesday I go on my Marvel app and I type in Star Wars, and it's rare that nothing new pops up. Right. Cause usually you get weekly issues of different, you know, might be two or three weeks apart for a specific line. But if there's a Wednesday that I type in star Wars and there's not like two <laughs> or three comics to buy, I'm like, what the frick is going on? <laughs> like that's how spoiled we are with content. Yeah, but, yeah. um, so within itself, not rating it against season seven of the clone wars or our hopes for Obi-Wan, but within the book of Boba Fett, what do you rate the finale? One out of 10.
0: Uh, Man, I know Samuel is very stingy with his rating, Yeah, so I don't know if I should play that role or if I should just give it. a oh, uh, good cop, I, bad cop. I, uh, man, I w- I was on board with it. I'd probably give it a nine. Okay, nine point two five. Ooh, digits. Okay, so We're getting I, into the decimals. There's, there's some things uh, I really like. There's some things I didn't like. Uh, all in all, I thought it wrapped up the story pretty good. I didn't have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Of, any plot lines or things like that. Yeah. I
1: think the, the kind of going back a a little bit, I think when the episode started, there was a lot of things we wanted or questions we wanted answers or plot points we wanted furthered Mm -hmm. that just didn't happen. And so because of that, I was able to go into episode seven or chapter seven, whatever you want to call it and just go, okay, this is where the story's at. Yeah. This is what I'm going to get. Yeah. And that made it more enjoyable. So I think for what we were expecting and what we got, I agree. I would say for me, like a, probably an eight and a half. Okay. Um, But there was some, I mean, the thing is we are so stingy with our, I think there's there's two sides of the coin. There's people that negativity sells, right? right? You've got all the stuff going on. you got all the fake news, uh, <laughs> but you got, that's what sells. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's some like, Obviously the world's a crappy place yeah. but there there's also good being done in the world but that doesn't sell like nobody's right. like have you heard the good like you know what I mean <laughs> and so negativity sells so of course people who put out negativity you know they get more clicks right. or then you have Mark, Mike Zero who just pulls crap out of his butt he's like <laughs> All right. That's a good one. <laughs> just like types <laughs> up a video. Um, it was funny because I, I think it was Mike zero, uh, star Wars Twitter is like super toxic, but it's also hilarious. Yeah. And there was one thing from episode six where there was an argument back and forth where it was like, is this the temple that Luke builds that eventually gets destroyed right. by Kylo or not by Kylo? If you've read the rise of Kylo Ren comics, it's kind of up in the air, but, um, it's funny because he was like, "I promise you, I have an inside scoop. It's not the temple." Blah blah. blah. And then somebody from the story group was like, "It's the temple." <laughs> <laughs> and what's so funny is this guy, like, dude, he's he's making content. He's having fun. Whatever. More power to him. But it's if he invited me on, he's I'd just, be on his show. He's just but pulling the
0: handle, hoping dude, that he's gonna get a jackpot, exactly. You know? And it's
1: so so funny is he was like, "It's not," I promise. And then somebody was like, "Lucasfilm Story Group says yes, this is the temple." And he was like, "They're lying." <laughs> <laughs> i
0: have it on good authority
1: and it was just funny because he's gonna still get ten thousand views on yeah. that video you know yeah but um i think that it's funny because we have we have toxic negativity mm-hmm. in the star wars fandom and then i've heard recently the term toxic positivity and uh, that's me i choose to love yeah. everything they put out because it's star wars yeah like and that's the thing is like for every darkness on Umbara story arc that you get in the Clone Wars, you also get a droids tale, which is the four droids and the frog guy, yeah. which ironically is George Lucas's favorite right. series in that in that series. So um, I thought it was really great, and there were things I would change if I just got to start from scratch. Hey, right. Robert Rodriguez, you're out. Josiah Greer's in. He's writing the book of Boba. It would have felt more like what we feel the Obi wan trailer was like more right. heavy, more serious um but for what we got getting into that seventh episode i was i was on board and i knew it wasn't gonna be like they're not gonna backtrack and be like all right the first six have been kind of lighthearted grunge episode seven you know what i mean (laughs) um so okay we got our ratings for you what was your standout moment or moments um guys i'm not gonna lie he's got notes so I'm dude, impressed. Give me, give me some of your notes. Give me some of your, your moments that stood out to you.
0: Um, okay. I thought there's a lot of Mandalorian jetpack usage in this yeah. episode. Uh, you got to see Boba and Mando. Um,
1: dude, how cool was that?
0: That was fighting back to back, like in the trenches. Yeah. I. That's when my shirt was about to come off. It was when, yeah. uh, when he fall, the guy falls from the building, and they're both, they both her the, Dude, the whole way it's down. More, Like
1: in episode six, Cad Bane wounds Cobb Vant. Right. But he turns to the deputy and is like <laughs> and, and it's funny when that when the Pike was falling, Boba and Mando had both shot him, but they yeah. were still just like it was remember when we when we used to play Battlefront from like two thousand and five yeah. and you got killed by like Rebel AI yeah. and then like you got killed by you know Nam Carver. And then it shows him and he's like That's what that reminded me of is the Pike is definitely dead. There's two hundred more over here and they were like they were
0: not stingy with the bullets.
1: <laughs> it reminds, but it was so cool because it's so cool to be able to reference like some of these comics I have right here. Right. But um, let me see. Dun, 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 dun. Stalling, stalling. But it was cool because um, okay. So standout moment for me, and we'll go back and forth a little bit. But um, dude, seeing like okay, the the comic that I was trying to hunt down like my whole childhood, and uh, Joel from Ratatouille. I will appreciate this. Look at this guy, Django Fett. Open seasons. The original. Sick. You know, this is from like two thousand you know four or something like that. But, uh, dude, is this a first edition? I'm gonna check. My bank account just went <laughs> up. Uh, let's see, do do to do, do first edition. Holy frick! Wow. November two
0: thousand two. Oh my god! I was I'll just seven. put this one in my shirt.
1: Uh, <laughs> but, dude, it's so cool because the uh, the look and how the characters are drawn in here. We've never really gotten Mandalorian action like this, right? And just to see them, like, when they're finally fighting, uh, you know, these bad guys, but then when they're fighting, like, the Jedi, and Duke, who's a Jedi still, and he's that's when he first encounters Jango, oh, obviously man. this isn't canon anymore, but when you watch him, there's all these Jedis, and you're seeing him, like, do multiple things at once, and it's 3 a.m. on whatever day it was for the finale, <laughs> Yes. and I'm barely awake, and I see Boba Fett pull up his knee, knee and shoot the other direction, and it's like, and I was yeah. like, it was like, Literally, time froze it probably because I was in a stupefied like sleep state. But I was like, That's Jango Fett open seasons, wow. but live action. That's and I cool. was like, Dude, I've been waiting since 2002 to get Boba Fett in that respect. And I've talked about this before and I've reposted it on my photography page. But I remember Christmas of like 2017 or something. Um. That Thanksgiving, whatever it was, we went and visited maybe the year before we went and visited my in-laws and my my mother-in-law was like, I don't know what you want, here's some money and I, I went to a flea market and blew it all on Star Wars toys that same day <laughs> uh, and I got a raincore from the Force Unleashed that has all the blue paint on him and stuff oh, yeah. and I, I remember taking and posting a picture of Boba Fett riding this and being like, this is a crazy what if and then when you're watching the finale from the book of Boba Fett and you hear, oh I was like, Oh, Fred.
0: Yeah, and he
1: comes out and he's writing it. Like, that's the thing is, is it toxic positivity for me to be like, I didn't get everything I wanted, but I never thought I would see right. Boba Fett riding a rancor. Right. I'm going to take a pause and fast forward to Thanksgiving and, And open up some turkey and just give thanks for this moment here. (laughs) I've been waiting for my whole life. The the
0: reveal is really cool, too. Because you see, it's like the left hand, the right hand. And then you see his head come over. Yeah. Right there, I'm like, let's go. Rancor in the middle of the city. And then he comes over a little more and ducks his head down. And you see Boba. Oh, my gosh.
1: And it was cool because I think... um, I thought that the Raincore was small when it was introduced. Mm -hmm. But... It it's not like it's super sized. It was the same size, but it fit like right. in the whenever you're fighting in the Force Unleashed, the rancors are like full grown, right. and the riders are small on top. But it seemed to really work. So for me, the knee and pistol action was great. The rancor. What was something something else you loved?
0: Okay, I, have, I want your opinion on this. Okay, I, and we had kind of texted a little bit about it. I feel like this rancor needs to be drug tested or something <laughs> for performance enhancing drugs because we seen it get blasted in the stomach. Yeah. Stabbed. It took a lot of damage. And then you go back to the original trilogy and it gets, the Rancor gets hit by a door and <laughs> just keels over and dies. Dude. Um
1: I here's, here's what I think. I think that it's younger. I think that, um, and part of me also thinks like probably it's kind of like, okay. Um, used to, on the way you're driving from we're both from houston right and you're on i you're on i10 and you're driving uh east towards louisiana mm-hmm. and i don't know if you ever noticed this but there's one gas station it's just like pull over get gas we have a tiger <laughs> Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. And it feels like, kind of like with like, you know, Joe Exotic's animals, you go in there and the tiger's like, please kill me. Like, this is not what I want. This is not San Diego. This is not Madagascar. Like, please take me out. And I feel like maybe the rancor from Jabba's palace was like old, Old. malnourished. Like, Jabba lives high on the hog, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't seem like he's the kind of guy that's like, he doesn't have the Rancor because he loves it. He has it because it's a symbol of power. So he's right. probably not giving off. like. You remember when Boba first got the Rancor and Space Machete was talking about how they were emotionally complex creatures <laughs> and things like that? And Boba Fett was like, go kill Ronto and feed it to this Rancor. And you know what Ronto is, right? That's the thing in... In episode four, where they're trying to get to the cantina, and a speeder bike goes by, and it's that giant, like almost like a long neck uh-huh. animal, and the Jawas like "Whoa!" falling off. <laughs> so they want to kill a whole Ronto and feed it to the Rancor. So I think right. A is in better health, B it's younger, and then C it has an emotional connection that it's fighting for. Right. Whereas when Jabba's you know garage door falls on this one, he's like "Thank God!" <laughs> and just like <laughs> the sweet release of death.
0: Sweet, sweet. So
1: maybe that's part of why gotcha. I think he survived. Um, okay, a small moment for me. Uh, while you're getting to your next one, something that was like not a super big deal, but to me was like super awesome. I loved this. Is you're gonna be like, okay, this is too far, too too much nerd here. Uh, the way the way that Cad Bane looks while he walks. Okay. In the beginning, <laughs> when he's walking to meet up, and uh-huh. I guess they're most icy with uh with the the mayor and the, the head of the pikes he just looks like so freaking dog tired like he just he's still faster he's still more deadly he's still like you know the fastest gun in the west but he just like they it was such a great like i don't know if it was just the actors Acting chops like okay seventy year old duros got it you know or if it was direction I don't know what it was yeah. but like he looks like one of
0: his legs is worse than the other he looks like he just looks exhausted he kind of has like the the Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette yes exactly he looks
1: like his he looks like his his Starbucks lid fell off and it's like the front like third of his sleeve is drenched in hot coffee and he's just like God just give me these credits but um I just loved his gait like he was almost like. You know when you see someone, like, you know, someone who's either really tired or maybe older in age, and when they walk, they're almost, like, falling forward? <laughs> he was like, gotta get these credits, I guess. Time to make the donuts. But that was something that was a small thing that was really cool to me.
0: Uh, this is more of a negative standout moment. Yeah. Um... And a lot, it's, I've seen it all over Twitter and Reddit and everything. Let me guess. Can I guess? Yeah, I guess.
1: Is it the spin move? Yeah, it's
0: the spin move. <laughs> <laughs> it to me, it it looked like when you're a little kid. And so when I was like, parkour, <laughs> when I was 12, uh, in my youth group, all the older kids played Tekken. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna get Tekken. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun. I, Tekken Tag. I still remember it on PS2, and all the older kids were really good at it. That's what they played. So I got Tekken for like my birthday or mm-hmm. something like that. So I, we had, you know, all the youth group kids over and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna show them how it's done. Hmm. I've, been, I've been practicing, tech and you know. Yeah. Uh, and I go to play them, and then it's immediately like I'm panicking, just mashing buttons. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So I'm doing like spin kicks and backflips. <laughs> You're and
1: far <laughs> away, and it's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah. And that's so, so funny. It,
0: that's what it looked like to me. Is like it was it looked like a little kid mashing buttons. Yeah, almost. yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. I don't know. Maybe it was like a tongue-in-cheek thing.
1: I don't know. Like, it makes me wonder if if the actor was like. I gotta do something to stand <laughs> out and he does the spin move or if robert rodriguez is like do, do, do. do a spin move you know what i mean like but the thing is you gotta remember robert rodriguez wrote spy kids
0: right you know right. what i mean
1: so it's like how can i make things like a thumb thumb in here you know what i mean like so that's, it makes sense that he would have that in there i
0: didn't realize that that makes it more interesting that he's a spy uh, kids guy danny trejo is yeah exactly and That's,
1: that's interesting um that. yeah i was secretly hoping adrian monk was going to show up <laughs> <laughs> he would have been way cooler as the watermonger than the dodgeball guy yeah. that would um been awesome. but yeah the spin move was interesting I think it's one of those things that um okay the same way that you can be you know the toxic positivity of like I just love everything star wars which that's me but I think that there's the side of us that's anything that is not how we would do it is wrong mm-hmm. excuse me obviously it was cheesy but i did see a lot of people like, this is ridiculous how they disrespect Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking like, you know, is it silly? Would I have done it? No, but it doesn't ruin the show for me. Right. But I think it'll be what it reminds me of is every time I see it now, I'm going to think of this conversation. It's going to make me laugh. Right. Similar to years ago when we were in college together, we were talking about Star Wars and you were saying, Joe, I know you're a huge Star Wars fan. Please don't hate me. I love Star Wars. There's one thing I can't stand. And I was like, so intrigued. And I was like, what is it? And you're like, it's the screen wipes, man. Every scene, it's a screen wipe. So now anytime I watch star Wars and it's like screen, I'm like, it makes me think of you. So hopefully it ends up being a fond memory in the end.
0: And and even when it happened, I didn't even catch it the first watch around. Yeah. So I watched it and I'm just so excited. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, scorpion droids. This is so sick. Black chrysanthemum, like getting his butt handed to him. Uh, (laughs) And so I missed it the first go around. So then I see it on Twitter and things like that. I see it on Star Wars pages. So now I've watched it four or five times now. Right. I I see it it, and it doesn't take me out. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, like you said, I'm like, ah, there it is. I
1: think the, okay. So the spin move just makes me go.
0: (sighs) Yeah. But the exhale through the nose. Exactly.
1: (laughs) The, the part that gets me is, uh, two things. Okay. Both about the, the pale girl. Uh, I don't remember her name. Drash, I think I it is. Know, it's like Drash and Scad are the two those two characters. But um, okay, number one, as someone who's handled a firearm, and I know that the recoil is not the same because it's not a bullet, it's not a projectile, uh, it's not a slug thrower, which is what the Tuscans use. But um, like anytime someone holds a pistol, I don't care how small it is, I don't care if it's like a Derringer pea shooter. <laughs> no one holds it with their elbow inverted because their arm is so straight you know what i mean <laughs> and she was like and it reminded me of the first time i ever saw narnia in theaters all those years ago and there's a freaking like a giant like dire wolf which is the captain of the the police or whatever like basically the second most dangerous person in the world behind right. like the freaking white <laughs> witch and peter who's never <laughs> held a sword his wife goes I was like, what is this? And to this day, I'll be like, this is pretty good for the time. I enjoy Narnia. Yeah, Christian, you know, I got to support C.S. Lewis, even though he's dead and and all these things. And then Peter's like, don't come any closer. (laughs) And it makes, I wish the wolf was like, so that's how you're going to hold a sword, huh? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I wish that it would be so funny if like, I don't know if like it needs to be like robot chicken or whatever, but it'd be funny if he was like this and they pan over. And I just imagine the centaur being like. (laughs) like i don't know it just gets me so it it takes me out of and then the other thing that gets me is she says i've lived here my whole life um yeah we're not gonna do such and such and i was thinking so obi-wan kenobi went from like sexiest man on earth to like a dried prune in 20 years and you're roughly 20 years old and not only is your skin smooth as Mm. i'll get out but it's like Aura sing pale like It's like you're a human being You're like Britain Never seen the light of day living under a cloud And missed everyday pale white And you've lived on Tattooing yeah. I don't know that was it, just so weird to me It
0: reminds me of so Like if we're, they were
1: off worlders and they were new there yeah, That makes sense It
0: reminds me of when we were in the Easter play together And I okay, I played a Pharisee in this Easter play um, I guess historically they're supposed to be really pale But they messed up uh the church goes all out and they got spray tans for yep. people and somehow <laughs> i got on the spray tan list hey so i felt sexy first off oh yeah i, I was i was glistening uh but then i remember uh them be like no why are you tan you're supposed to be pale like that's why you're in yeah, this yeah, role yeah, yeah, you're yeah, pale yeah. you're a ginger uh so then they had to go back and then do makeup on me to make me <laughs> <laughs> so to make me look you look like, like, like a now. freaking
1: a You looked like a chocolate Krispy Kreme donut that they took all the white powder from the white donuts and was like crap, and like because you still had a deep like tanned undertone, and then they were like, like LeBron James was like, you know,
0: (laughs) I was Jersey Shore, and then I had to go Mrs. Doubtfire. Exactly,
1: that's so funny. And it reminded me also that that same year, uh, I I guess I don't have to name names, but there was that girl that was in college with us and she was like, I'm going to get two, (laughs) two tans. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Okay. So new characters, there's nobody really new, um, because everything's been established at this point. Um, but something that they brought out of concept art, which you mentioned was the scorpion droids. What was your takeaway? And D did you like them? and but did you uh how did you feel like they were handled in the show did you did you enjoy them
0: i thought they were cool i thought they were menacing. i did think how do they have the reason i mean i guess they're like intergalactic drug traders so they have a lot of money but it just seemed kind of like random that they had the resources to like bring these two droids Mm -hmm. um i don't know maybe that was just me thinking too far into it A, a thing i did notice uh is whenever Boba and Mando were trying to... Mando's sitting there whacking on it with a Darksaber, right? Mm-hmm. And he says uh, he says that basically that their energy weapons can't get through and their kinetic weapons have too much velocity. That reminded me straight out of Dune, mm. um, which I know a lot of people say George Lucas copied a lot of Dune. Right. Um, but that, that was like very much... I don't know. Have you seen the new Dune? Uh, so they have, like, personal shields. Mm-mm. And they, they can only use, uh, like, handheld weapons because it protects them from, from like, guns oh, and okay, high-velocity okay, okay. things. Yeah. So they have to have a, sl- a, a slow velocity, something like going slow to breach, oh, through, I see. breach through the shield, which is kind of like what we saw with... Uh, uh, Santo, which also, that was a great nickname, Santo. Yeah. Um, I picked up I, on that. It was cool
1: because, uh, in the comics, doc, you see him most in the Dr. Doctor, Doctor Afro comics, and she calls him Santee.
0: Santee, okay. But I
1: think that's like, Santo makes more sense because that, it's not as like kiddish, and I also think it makes sense because Dr. afra is the kind of character to call you something cute. right? You know? Versus like, I don't know, like, almost like, uh when she's talking to Vader, she's like, she just calls him Vader. She Uh doesn't like Darth Vader, my Lord. She's like, sure, my, and she's like, she's not flirting, but like, she just kind of got that like spunk about her. Yeah. So it was cool that he had that, um, the thing I thought about the scorpion droids one, it was awesome. Cause it was from concept art from, I want to say attack of the clones. Okay. So it was cool. They brought that out anytime in rebels was really great about this. I've got to have you on for a Rebels show. Cause we're both rebels fans, but, um, <clears throat> I thought it was cool that they, I love when concepts come back out and are right. used and rebels was like just a, a Easter egg. Like, you know, imagine you open up a warehouse and it's just all Easter eggs. You don't have to hunt from them at all. There's all right there. <laughs> yeah. That was rebels. But, um, to me, the scorpion droids the the only thing i didn't like was i felt like they were um they were on screen for too long mm-hmm. like it felt okay remember in the last jedi one of the main complaints from a lot of people was why is this like a slow speed chase why is the main plot line that the resistance is out of gas yeah. like that was such a you have this huge grandiose uh saga That's, like, the greatest media that's ever been created. If you really boil it down to, like, impact on society, money made, like, you know, there's not very many, like, rooms that someone just dedicates their house to, (laughs) you know, it's one thing. And, like, all across America, there's, like, and here's the Star Wars room. And uh, so it's just had this crazy worldwide impact. And why is the main plot of the penultimate episode, this ship is out of gas, (laughs) you know? And, like, the whole time the the First Order is, like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, they're just
1: so it felt similar to that in the sense that, and this is, I guess, I'll piggyback this onto another point. One of my, I love the episode. One of the things that I was like, I wish this was different, right? Because you can have an opinion on something without hating it. So for me, the thing I wish was different was most ESPA, when you're starting the episode and you can see down into it, it's like this giant city, Mm -hmm. right? And it feels like the whole episode takes place...
0: On, like, two city blocks. In, like, a block, yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I think part of that is because the droids are like... They're so... Yeah. You know, like, I'll get there when I get there. And it's so funny that they're moving so slow, and then people are sprinting away, and then as soon as they're like... They turn around, and it's (laughs) like... Not moving any faster. Somehow it's caught up again, you know? And I just felt like... um, I felt like... um, Having having santo reach through and be like he's kind of helping us see on screen okay slowly and with enough power you can push through right seeing that uh seeing the mandalorian do that finally break through um all of those things obviously the rancor is just so so powerful it just breaks through it but um i felt like because it was two droids against a whole i don't know it felt like um it felt like whenever you used to watch an old Western and a whole town is just two sides of a street. Right. It felt like those cartoons where they're like going in one door and then out the other door and then like chasing each other uh-huh. and like, you know, like uh, that's, that was Mario, but, uh, <laughs> but it kind of felt like we were like, like imagine most Espo was a kitchen and they're just chasing each other around the Island in the kitchen. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? I wish they would have found a way and I don't know how to do that. It makes me nervous a smidge for Obi-Wan to see how do they make it. But what's interesting is for um, Mos Espa and all that felt very grandiose and large in The Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. Like, think about that. That doesn't even feel like the same city. Yeah. Like where they meet Watto and where the race is and all that stuff. That's Mos Espa. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like that. In the finale of Book of Boba, it feels like it's a very contained. It feels like they're at Freetown during this fight, even though they're supposed to be in this big grandiose area.
0: Do you think that was maybe like due to like a budget kind of thing? Since it's not, a, I don't a think budgets film? exist. That's true. It with is.
1: Disney, I know they do obviously, the but House of Mouse. um, I think that, um, I think it's resources. They want to film inside the volume as often as they can. Right. Um, and I know that they didn't for everything. Cause like they showed like when he's filming with the Tuskins, it was in this huge, like emptied parking lot that they just dumped a bunch of sand into. Hmm. But so I know that there were other areas, but I think can, is there a way that we can use this wall and then turn it this way and use it for another wall and then turn it upside down right. and for another wall? I think maybe it was just trying to use all their resources as wisely as they could. Um, but it did feel like it was in a very small space. And I yeah. think it's like if you mapped it out, if someone was watching and like just drawing a line like and, you know, really nerding out over the, the map of Mosespa, it's probably the path they take is probably much more grandiose. Right. But like I would have liked to have seen. Um, I felt like we were real spread out. Mm-hmm. We had the mods over here, Boba Mando Finnick are over here, the boys are over here, shout out to right. Bacon and Saucer, and, uh, and then Santo was over here. And those areas felt different, and I feel like we went with the one that was the most generic looking. I wish we would have fought in one of the areas that looks more different right. than the place we were at the most throughout the show.
0: I think also maybe some of it had to do with they wanted as much destruction as possible, and that's easy to do. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. In, a, in a city, in like in the streets of a city versus right. like a spaceport or right, something right. like that. Um, a few things that stood out to me um, with those scorpion droids is Grogu, uh, I, it stood out to me the last time I watched it t- today, mm-hmm. is Grogu uses the Force and picks up an entire... Massive Scorpion droid. yeah, which is something that Luke couldn't even lift an X-wing mm-hmm. when he first started, you know. Training yeah, in the I Force. think that his
1: he's growing quickly.
0: Yeah, I think you know one, it has to do with his age, like, like he's like Luke says in the episode before, it's not so much me teaching him; he's it's remembering. Me, he's remembering what yeah. he's learned. Um, so that makes me really excited to see the future for Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's not a Jedi doesn't mean he can't use the Force. Yeah, I think um, that
1: that's something that's like, you know something that I think they've really tried to establish from 2015 on Mm -hmm. is the Jedi don't to be this one way, you know, and you, in a way you still see Luke trying to use that mentality with Grogu when Mm -hmm. he's like, you can have this or you can have this. Right. And it's hard because I have to break apart Luke from legends. Who's like, ah, I feel like getting married. Like versus this guy that's like shirt, or sword you pick <laughs> and Grogu has to pick. I think that um, Grogu hopefully ends up being a symbol of like um, what I think uh, I'm, I'm listening to Shatterpoint, which okay. is like one of the best legends books of all time. And honestly, I've never read it. And there's been so many things that I've read in my life. And it's one of those like most um, important books, like highly, highly valued books that I haven't gotten to. And it was interesting because in that book, Mace is talking about the Jedi, and he's saying um, we are we don't use the Force. We are conduits to be used by the Force. And I think that's where the Jedi need to get to. And if we there's rumors about a show or movies that are coming after 9 mm-hmm. with Rey refounding the Jedi and stuff. And hopefully we see, like, dude, that may be the big payoff is they're doing all this stuff to set up Rey and Finn coming back for that. Okay. If Grogu is, like, fully in his mental back and like talking and like open himself up to the force again. If he helps her understand being a conduit for the force, I don't know. I just, would be cool to see Ray and Grogu interact, but I think Grogu choosing to be a Mandalorian, choosing to be a foundling, which secretly we all wanted was like, yeah. well, if he's at the Jedi temple, Kylo's going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, what's going to happen. Oh, no. So yeah, I, I definitely <laughs> wanted him to stay with Mando. Um But I agree like him, just becoming a conduit of the force and like it being a natural part of who he is, I thought was really cool. Right. It shows his potential is like so high. Yeah. Um, it does make it, do, it is interesting that like everything's so hush hush where when Rey is so powerful, Luke is like, I've only seen this power once before. And he's obviously r- talking about Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they obviously didn't know what was going on with the Mando verse, yeah. but clearly Grogu is, is, on par you know his his species is yeah you know obviously the most powerful force force species per capita right so it's it's one of those things that's like maybe he forgot or maybe he never saw his true potential cuz he left or whatever but right. it's cool to see him i would love to see what happens like what ends up happening long term is there someone out there that can train grogu in the ways of the force without being a dedicated like has to be this way jedi you Asuka? know ahsoka might be one but as, even ahsoka's like she's obviously not a jedi she's very like i'm not a jedi right but even she was like he needs to be trained a certain way because i can't do that but because she's obviously yeah. thinking she's about anakin that. but like dare i say i keep the door open for K-Kruk at all times to come <laughs> in
0: but um or okay uh oh my god my name just, it just blanked uh the book you just read Yes. Quinlan uh, Voss? God, yes. Quinlan Voss. He could still be alive. Bad Boy Maverick Jedi. Dude. Teaches. And Bad Boy
1: Maverick Jedi, who's one of the most powerful Jedi on the Jedi Council, you never see him there. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's not on the council, but he's a master. Right. And he's probably dealt, you know, when you look at people in canon, especially now The Dark Disciple was written. Probably one of the people who flirts with the darkness the most and finds their Literally. way back. Which exactly? Oh, he—he's involved with the dark side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's interesting because he—he he has those moments, but finds his way back, which ultimately leads to more balance right. than the fear of oh, I can't do anything. I can't have Skittles. I can't do that. You know right. what I mean? And he's like, I ate a Skittle this morning. You know what I mean? Like he's—he's—he's he's, he's fallen to the darkness, which I think keeps him. Closer to the light, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so interesting. Okay, so let me ask you this. Um what do you think is next for Boba Fett? Do you think there's a possibility for a season two? Did they sew it up? Um I,
0: I think they left it where they could do either way. I'm really hoping for a season two or yeah. a chat book two. Um one thing I did notice and I kind of tracked throughout the episode is the girl from the the mods. Uh, mm-hmm. her and one of the girls from Freetown kind of were like talking and, and it seemed like they were like building a bond on us. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see maybe, um, I mean, clearly Cobb Vanth at the very end post credits, we see Cobb Vanth in the back of the tank. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe moving forward, it's uniting those two. Maybe it's like the city and out in the, out in the country. So right. maybe something tying those two groups of people together mm-hmm. and how, Boba and Cobb are gonna work to I guess maybe expand. Yeah. Maybe make that into like I'm not sure as far as maps go how far away right. Freetown. Freetown is. I mean they got there by uh you know a, a little speeder. Yeah. So uh I think maybe going forward that we're gonna see more of Cobb Vanth, we're gonna see more of Freetown mm-hmm. and how maybe that interacts with with Boba and, and his ruling. One thing
1: that's interesting to me is if I Okay, so one thing is, rumor I heard, uh, they put Cobb in the back to tank. Originally, he was supposed to stay dead. And originally, Cad Bane was in the back to tank. Mm. And it would be similar to what he did with Black or where it's like, okay, hey, I know it's just business, but I've turned over a new leaf and you can too, even though you're, right. you've are you been in this life for so long. Um, so, two thoughts going off of what you just said. Number one, yes or no, do you think Cad Bane's alive? I think so. Uh, do you think that weakens? Do you think that so many people being alive after being dead hurts Star Wars?
0: No, um, I don't think so. Because I, I think it—we're <clears throat> talking about it. Yeah. So I don't think it hurts Star Wars. It makes fans is you you know we we second guess mm-hmm. you know finality I guess yeah um, of of death and <clears throat> I think with the the beeping sound you hear you know the, the little beeping, chest light. We didn't see Toto. Toto three sixty baby. I think Toto's coming back. I yeah. think Toto is gonna get his master mm-hmm. and get him back on the ship. And I Cobb uh not Cobbent. Cad Cadbane has clearly had, you know, different kinds of mods. Sure. If you look at his head, they, he had in this episode he has a, a metal plate in his head, yeah. which is a callback to the unfinished yep. Clone Wars episode. Against Boba. Against Boba. So clearly he's taken some pretty Some you know, pretty tough gr- hits. Yeah, some pretty grave hits and grave injuries and bounced back from it. Yeah. Um I think he's old. Yeah. Um but I, I would be hopeful. My father in law, he you know, he likes Star Wars and he watches the series and mm-hmm. he's seen the movies, but he, he hasn't he doesn't know any of the books or anything like that. Right. He hadn't watched Clone Wars. So, for him, he's like, oh, man, this is an awesome character. Yeah. And it's gone. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. dead. So. Uh,
1: yeah, they're probably going to try to paint with a broader brush how much can they use this character for those who don't watch the cartoons right. and stuff.
0: For us, it didn't feel like, oh, we just got, you know, Bane and he's gone. Like, We've, We've had known him. Cadman. We've right. had him for for years and years and years. Right. Um. But for more casual fans, they you know they're like, hey, this is this is an awesome character, and he's immediately killed off. Right. And so I know some people were put off by that who aren't. You that know, makes sense. You um, aren't so as hardcore. I, and I think if anything we can count on Disney and the mouse to bring characters back that make money because look at Grogu. I don't think Grogu was originally supposed to be, you know, more than a season. And then we're bringing them back for more. And And I think,
1: so here's, here's my thought. Okay. If book of Boba happens and there's another one, or if they want to use him heavier in the Mandalorian, Cara Dune was a very popular character. Obviously she has some political views that people weren't a fan of, Mm -hmm. Um, so she's not a character anymore, apparently. And so anyways, long story short, there's supposed to be a show called Ranger of the New Republic that either it's canceled or it's like getting a harsh retreatment. So a lot of people have wondered, does, is like Hera Dula from rebels going to be someone that's a Ranger of the New Republic is someone like Cobb Vanth who, you know, appreciates freedom more than anybody. Is he going to be a Ranger of the New Republic? So there's doors like that that are open. Here's my thought. Okay. You exactly what you said. You have the people of Freetown, you have the people of Most Espa, and it's like, wow, we have way more in common than we don't, which don't let the, the news media f- fool you. We all have more in common than they want us to believe. It's us against them. Anyways, uh, so, uh, but it makes me wonder, same thing as you're saying, is it like the whole Most Espa and Freetown region combining together, like the Weequay said, this planet deserves better. Right. Kind of, and it's the whole story of Tatooine of like, Seem to used to be a more life filled planet. Mm-hmm. The Tuscans aren't who they're painted to be. The the it's not it's not the Tuscans versus the f- moisture farmer versus the city person. It's all three of us against the drug and the crime that's taken right. over and kind of pushed us against each other. Right. Um, what if Cobb Vanth ends up being the daimyo of the most espa region because Boba Fett's uncomfortable with it, and Boba Fett finds himself. Now in the dead of the Mandalorian, who goes mm-hmm. to help free up Mandalore? Very My thought is, what if that happens?
0: That it's almost like uh, in Batman, it's, it's not the hero we deserve; it's the hero we need. Yeah. Well, maybe now they're going to get the hero they deserve, which would be Cobb Vance, right? The guy who's from there? Because it, and... it,
1: it like it's kind of like what Cad Bane said. Like, what's what's the angle? Yeah. Like, do you do you think that he wanted to rule? I wonder if it was kind of like. Jabba was my boy. He always treated me right. But Bib Fortuna is a son of a gun. I'm going to kill him and take the throne. But it's like, every time he gets the chance to make life better for the people of Tatooine, even if it costs him, mm. he wants to do it. Like, he's yeah. he's obviously not going to be a fan of slavery. He's obviously not going to be... He's not... Like, literally in a split second, they were like, so the people of Freetown will help if you get rid of all drugs in this area. And, and she's Bobba like, was, that's our main export, Yeah, man. yeah. And Bob was like, we'll do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he... You know, I think he doesn't care about the longevity of his financials. I think he wants to create a family. Right. He, he wants to create I, something that he belongs to.
0: I think the overarching, you know, story and theme of this season has been Boba longing for family. He had, you know, he had his dad. Mm-hmm. um loses his dad at a young age. If you watch Clone Wars through the whole time when he interacts with the other clones, he's like, you're not my brothers. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want, he wants anything to do with them. So he kind of grew up on his own. Yeah. Uh, And then he was close
1: to Bosk and Aura Singh, but then the second that trouble hits, Aura just abandons him. Yep. And he's like, what the
0: frick? And then, you know, he had a pass with Cad Bane. Um, And so, I think it's almost like the opposite of breaking bad. So he's not breaking bad. He's trying to break good. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to put his past behind him. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of Kylo Ren when he says, you know, you have to destroy the past, kill it if you have to. Yeah. We look at the finale of this of the season and what's he doing? He's killing the one last person from his past. Yeah. Which is Cad Bane. And it's
1: interesting that the way he defeats his past. Is with the Tuscan Gaffy stick. With his
0: newfound family. Yeah. yeah. It's. I think the whole theme is yeah. family and rebirth and reinventing yourself. And what's so
1: interesting is, I was listening to, I want to say it's Blast Points Podcast talked about this, they were saying, we're so surprised to see the kinder, more family oriented, trying to do the right thing side of Boba, but we shouldn't be surprised because the whole Clone Wars for seven seasons, we saw that at their core the clones of Jango Fett were kind, family oriented, loving people that's right. and the galaxy hardened Boba Fett and his time in the Sarlacc escaping, finding uh purpose and affection and a family with the Tuskens brought the real nature of who Jango was out of him because he had that traumatic experience as a kid. Like right. he was nine or 10 when his dad died. Mm-hmm. Like I know that we feel like that's old, but if, if, you know, if, a divorce radically changed my life when my parents split up and I was 16. I wasn't like, I am who I am and this isn't going to change me. Like, it was a big part of my life. Same thing for 10 years old, your father dies. Like, even though you have the love and affection that you've had from him, you're not a developed individual. Like, you've got 10 or 20 more years to really cement who you are and I think he's starting to un... Learn,
0: you know, right? And uh, so <clears throat> Cad Bane even says he's like, "You got your father's blood. You're just a killer. Your yeah, you're just a killer. Yep."
1: But it was so cool that he used the same. Like, if you go watch episode two of the Book of Boba when he's training with the the Tuscan warrior, mm-hmm. she uses the gaffy, hooks his ankle, knocks his thing away, and then does like that. And he does the exact same move, dude. And it was it was so cool that the Rancor is the difference maker, which is a bond. It's a relationship. It's a family, mm. and the Rancor within the story itself was a it's funny because as a pastor you're like the old testament joseph is a type in a shadow of jesus but like <laughs> it was like the rancor is a microcosm of boba right which is and i think i want to say it was uh star wars explained on uh, youtube that mentioned this was uh bred for violence but not naturally violent mm. emotionally complex you know, everybody just thinks because they're powerful, that's all they want. But they create a strong emotional bond. Right. And it's like, oh, that's Boba. Like, right. it's the same thing where it's like he naturally is probably loving, naturally wants a family, naturally. And it was funny because Phoenix says, the Tuscans made you soft. And he said, no, they made me strong. Right. You know.
0: And and Cad says, you know, you've gotten soft in your old age. Mm-hmm. And he said, we all we do. We all do. Uh, so. I, I mean, so, you know, grand scheme of the season, uh. You know, Robert Rodriguez said, it's all killer, no filler. And I texted you, like, That was a four, lie. <laughs> and I said, it seems like there's a lot of filler. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now, at the end of it, I see why we got the boba we got to tell. Because they're telling a certain story, and they're telling this right. rebirth, and, you know, uh, trying to, you know, you know, turn good, and mm-hmm. trying to get on the straight and narrow. So, for us to see that boba, we couldn't have got the boba we wanted, which is bloodthirsty, killing everyone. Yeah,
1: and I think now if we do get him in a secondary book of boba or if we get uh, if we get any or a lot of him in mandalorian season 3 what we had to establish was a new man a new a new character a new creature a new whatever and maybe now he has something to fight for now we can just put him in front of a bunch of faceless you know pikes or other criminals or imperial remnant where uh if he just goes in and is just like whatever, abandon the people of uh Espa. Mos- I'm gonna hide up in the in the castle.
0: Right.
1: It show like that's reverting to his right. old self. So he had to be there. He had to be. Um. You know. Uh. For instance, like wow, that was so stupid of Boba not to use his jetpack in the very first episode. No, that's character development because he's he's not leaving Finnick behind like he might have done in the old school. But now what I need, I want is give me more of when he's flying over the Nikto speed bike gang with yeah. slave one, give me some for sure. No questions to ask. These are bad people that got to go away yeah. to put in front of the new created guy. Cause yeah. I think he's still that killer. We just didn't get to see enough of that because we had to flesh out the new Boba. Right. So, uh,
0: and like you said, I think when it comes to his family or when his people are threatened, he's still got his father's blood. He's mm-hmm. still a killer and he will kill when need be. Um, so maybe going forward you know like you said maybe he's in the dead of mando like
1: does he have a like a bond right and you, you said know?
0: He, you know it's all about you know uh with the rancor about it's all about you know emotionally complex mm-hmm. and creating bonds well he's bonded with with mando probably more than anyone i think yeah in this or Finnick, one of the two um and people hated on it about mando being in there i was all for it i'm a mando fan yeah uh but when he's like, You still believe basically in that bull crap, like yeah. you still believe? Yeah. In it? And he's like, I do and he's like, Good. Yeah. You know?
1: That was cool because it was like and it, it showed a lot that he was like, You should get out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like almost like uh, hey, you don't have to be here. Yeah. And then he was like, But I do. Like I gave you my word. It would be interesting if like and we saw that in Manzo season two. He was right. like, Well, the deal's not complete yet, we gotta help you get right. the child back. So it'd be interesting if this ends up being like an ongoing relationship. And maybe Boba teaches Mando some of the old school Mando ways that he learned from his father. And maybe Mando teaches him some Mandalorian culture that he missed out on. Right. Um, in the legacy of the force books, there's a character named Goran Bavine and he's Boba's right hand man. When Boba becomes the Mandalore and he'll tell him like, um, there's a moment where Boba Fett's granddaughter is getting married and Boba Fett's going through a lot of stuff emotionally. So he doesn't go. And, uh, Bavine, walks up into slave one and goes, you need to get off your shebs and get over there to your granddaughter's wedding, which basically get off your butt cheeks. Right. You know, it's like a Mandoa slang, (laughs) but basically he's like, you dishonor her if you're not there. So he's teaching him the value of that. And I wonder if there could be a similar like relationship back and forth between Mando and Boba. Um, Let me ask your thoughts on this before we start kind of winding down. So close to the very end of the episode, right? Uh, Cad Bane's been defeated, right? Probably not dead. We're assuming that that's a homie beacon for Toto, we agree. Um, we're back at most Eisley. We're in the little hut where they're, all the crime bosses are there together. And the Pikes are there. Mayor Mokshais is there. And they're saying, you know, let's get out of here. Right. And, and the Trandoshans are there. And the Aqualish are there. And the Clatwinians are there. And all the leaders of these groups that turned on Boba. And they're saying... Uh, Let's cut our losses and run, and the you know the Pikes are saying that, and the three crime families that are that turned on Boba are going. That's not the deal, yeah. and he said no. You, if it was profitable, half my men are eaten by Rancor. the other half are killed. Not yeah. profitable. We're yeah. getting out of here. All that to say, what did you think? What was your initial reaction when Finnick Shand gets the kill on those five characters? at the end of the show and not Boba Fett. And do you, do you think there's anything behind it?
0: Um, I think throughout the series, we've seen that, you know, we, we talked about Boba's changing Boba's turning good. I think Phoenix kind of the, the right hand man who doesn't, is not afraid to get her hands dirty. Mm -hmm. And I think she even kind of, I don't know if that was ordered by Boba, Mm -hmm. you know, that wasn't shown, so is she acting out on her own? Is she acting on his orders? Mm-hmm. Um, where she's tying up the loose ends. I, I think that she's kind of still in the... You know, she's been a bounty hunter her whole life. Yeah. You know, she's pretty cutthroat. It's cool
1: because Boba Fett was known as a bounty hunter, but Finnick was known as an assassin.
0: That's true. Right. You know what
1: I mean? Like It's almost like it's... more niche, where it's like, I don't pay you to... Get Somebody, I pay you to take somebody out. Yeah, you know it's what like I mean? An assassin kills more cold blood. A bounty
0: hunter can bring somebody in, alive. exactly. Um, yeah, I think she's just reacting on her instincts. I, I think I that... thought
1: it could be one of two things, okay. Okay, a it's ordered on Boba, she goes in there. She's maybe it's like maybe it's her protecting her boss where it's like he's gone soft, he's not gonna kill these guys. I'm gonna take them out, okay. Here's my other thought. This is my conspiracy theorist. You saw me watching Ancient Aliens earlier, Tim okay? I put on my tinfoil hat right now, okay? Here's my thought: Mandalorian season one. Why is Finnix Shand on Tatooine? We're never told, right? Who has the money to bring Finnix Shand onto Tatooine? The Pike Syndicate. Why would the Pike Syndicate bring a master assassin on? Except for to take out a certain pesky Tuscan tribe who's getting in their way. There's a part of me that still thinks that Finnick was hired to kill the Tuscans before. And maybe the Pikes put a bounty out on Finnick to cover up their tracks. We don't know. Mm. And I'm wondering, did she go and kill the Pikes to
0: cover her. before
1: the Pikes could say, well, how? why is she working for you? We just hired her to kill the Tuskins, which is your family. Cause I thought maybe Cad Bane was taken out there to kill them, but he clearly didn't know about that. The Pikes admitted in the finale to taking out the Tuskens. Right. Right? They didn't say who did it. They didn't say the, they didn't say we sent our men. We said we had it taken care of,
0: right? So you think she is the one who killed them.
1: There's a part of me that thinks she was called out there to kill them. That's why she's out there on Tatooine. There's no other reason for her to be on Tatooine. She didn't know Boba Fett was alive. Why is she on Tatooine when the Mandalorian goes there and they're, they're going to get her, Hmm. right? (laughs) Who knows?
0: Man, that's uh
1: That deepens the plot.
0: That does. Because it, then it, it comes back to what's Boba going to do? Because it's what's all about do? family and bond. Yep. And he's had a bond with Finnick. He's had a bond with them. Yep. Mm.
1: Makes me wonder. That's pretty interesting, Makes me wonder. Um, but in a perfect world, we move... You know, obviously chapters one and two, I was like, this is what I wanted. I wanted him to be an established leader of the Tusken Raiders. I've talked about that for years. That'd be so sick. I don't care if he retires. Like, even if he just was like, I don't need that. I'm I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing with the Tuskens. So that would have been cool. But I would love to see Boba alongside Din Djarin reclaiming Mandalore. Um, you know, the prophecy of the Mythosaur rising again.
0: Right,
1: right. Is the Mythosaur, is that a physical prophecy? You know, prophecies can be misread. Mm-hmm. Is that just something that was just there to expand the lore of the Mandalorians during the Book of Boba Fett? Or is it a physical Din Djarin's gonna ride a Mythosaur and that's how they reclaim Mandalore from the Empire? Is it symbolic that the only Mandalorian that we've ever seen have the Mythosaur on their armor is Boba Fett? Does he yeah. reclaim to, you know, rise to reclaim Mandalore? We don't know. Yeah. So I think that for Boba's story is not done being told and whether it continues in the book of Boba, chapter two or book two, or whether he's just a bigger piece of the pie in the Mando verse from now on. Right, we don't know.
0: I, I, I like you just said. I think the Mandaverse is fully cemented. They've mm-hmm. taken place in each other's shows, um, so I, I think we're going to continue to see that. We're, I think it's they're going to share. It's episodes. too
1: much to have them like in a show together constantly, mm-hmm. but I think you can have a healthy dose.
0: He's got your back when you need it. He's mm-hmm. the, he's the muscle you can call him. Mm-hmm. Man, that's uh... my biggest gripe. Okay, we never got Bosk you're right we never we got never
1: got bosk i joke i was telling Ske- Skeleton astronaut uh i'm invited on an upcoming podcast episode for a- another guy that's doing a review and when he asked me what i think i'm gonna say zero out of ten no bosk when i first start <laughs> the show and then obviously expand on it a bit but um you know i think maybe if toto 360 does come and help cad maybe cad calls in a favor you know He clearly wants to prey on Boba's emotions. That's how he gets... He knows maybe he's faster, but I think he knows in an all-out brawl, Boba is just as deadly as he is. Right. And the emotional side of Boba is what he plays on. He played on it with the Tuskens. He played on it with his dad. Yep. And maybe someone that was a brother or almost like a father figure to him from the Clone Wars Bosque, being against Boba again, maybe that gets a leg up on him. And especially now that... Boba had a relationship with Bosk, but in the War of the Bounty Hunters, it goes away because Bosk is trying to bring in Boba for a bounty and Boba Fett blows his legs off and all this (laughs) other crap. So now that Boba Fett has a good and strong established relationship with Black Kersantan, you can't be friends with Black Kersantan and friends with boss right you know it's like exclusive. khabib used to said you can't say assalamualaikum and congrats about whiskey you can't say in the same <laughs> sentence whenever the press conference with conor McGregor. so um i don't know i still have hopes i still yeah. want to see boss in live action
0: man uh like you said earlier i think at this point if you know if the fans want it bad enough it's going to happen yeah i i feel like star wars is doing a pretty good job and I don't hate it at fan service. Mm-hmm. I love, I'm a fan. I love, fanservice. I want to be served. Yeah. Please serve me. Mm-hmm. I want all of it. Um, I I think, you know, at this point, nothing is, Oh, that's not going to happen. I right. can't ever say that about any star Wars content from now on. Yeah. Um,
1: if you would have told me in 2015, which in the grand scheme of time here on this earth, is not that long ago. Right. Uh, Hey, you're going to get Luke Skywalker versus Dark Troopers, and there's actually going to be a a youngling of Yoda's species who's adopted by a guy that's called the Mandalorian. His name's Din Djarin, and he's based on the man-with-no-name personality that Boba Fett used to have. Oh, and Boba Fett's also going to be back. That's going to happen. And then he's going to have his own show, and believe it or not, he's going to ride a Rancor, and he's going to kill... Cad Bane in the finale of his own show but he's not going to do it with Blasters he's going to do it with a gaffy stick because the Tuskins actually brought him into his tribe I would be like pause 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 (laughs) like I would wake up and be like what's going on am I in a coma it's a fever dream yeah yeah. and so um, there's a lot of really good stuff so before we sign off give me a few last thoughts anything that we didn't cover that you had written down what did you anything Um, you wrote down
0: one last thing Um, when it came to Boba and the Rancor he has the final Scorpion droid he has his hands crossed, and Boba says, "Do it." Yeah. Which, come on, man, that's like straight you know, out of our *Revenge of the out. Sith* dreams. Do it. You anyway. know, decapitated. It is Juku. funny that the, the claws are crossed, dude. That, that was straight up. That was, you know, that was a callback to our friend Yimagerg. That's dope. Um, I loved it. That was something I noticed today. Once again, like I also love that I can watch it and notice something new. Mm-hmm. You know, I can watch it five times yeah. and something new every yeah. time. Yeah.
1: Um, I loved, you know, the Cad Bane look could have been different, but it grew on me. It's similar mm-hmm. to, like, uh, the Inquisitor from the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Like, right. people are like, oh, this doesn't look like... But, I mean, the th- okay, here's my gripe with that, okay? You could go in, and you c- there's no physical way. You have a human being play Cad Bane, and the mouth is right here, yeah, an inch no. from the chin. It's not possible. What you could do is go in, CGI, slender the face down... But then you have the Hobbit scenario, right? where it's like everybody loved Lord of the Rings. It was all practical effects. yep. the Hobbit goes in,
0: everything's CGI. And it's CGI,
1: it. which makes things more possible. You could not have a not CGI smog. can't do it. yeah. you can't have you know some of the things that they had like it doesn't make sense to have a warlord, Dwarf riding a giant pig into battle—you couldn't make that with practical effects. So what do you want? You can't have all practical effects, yeah. But you hate CGI. But then when they use practical effects for Cad Bane or for the Inquisitor, we all went CGI. So for me, it's like, like Lucasfilm—they—they they can't do right. You know, it's like darn yeah. if they do, darn if they don't type of thing. Sometimes you know yeah. what I
0: mean. And, and like you said earlier, it can be Star Wars can, fans can be kind of toxic. Yeah, and um. I don't think you can please anybody everybody right um like you said toxic positivity that's kind of the side i err on where everything's awesome and it's it's awesome until like there's
1: things that i'm allowed to not like yeah but it doesn't i think there's some people that they have like kind of an old like i don't know the typical like okay boomer like <laughs> mentality where uh there's some people that it's like they don't like one thing and then they get to decide well that's not real star wars then and right. to me it's like Oh, I forgot. That's your George Lucas. I'm sorry. I forgot. Like, <laughs> yeah. What authority do you have to say that, you know, that's someone else's like, for me, everyone trying to cancel the prequels when they were first coming out. Yeah. And now
0: I did it with solo too.
1: Like, yeah, exactly. Solo. And then you go back and I like Rogue One, but I liked solo more when I left the theater mm. and I probably could go back and watch Rogue One more often, but the, that was freaking sick was yeah. more during solo. Um, and I think it's weird because like you have some people who they loved The Last Jedi and they felt hate from the people who didn't like The Last Jedi. And instead of just going, well, I liked it. That's okay. Yeah. They then turned on the episode nine fans because episode nine kind of undid yeah. a little bit of episode eight, tried yeah. to, JJ was like, all these things that I had in episode seven, <laughs> I right, put it in there, you know? And so he kind of forced some of the storylines into nine and a lot of people didn't like that. Right. But it felt like the people from eight who were loving of eight were angry and hated on nine. Yeah. So it's just kind of like,
0: and I we, think, we saw eight together Yeah, and we didn't walk out of the theaters being like, that was garbage. We hated yeah. it.
1: I was like, man, that was, I was surprised by what happened with Snoke, blah, 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 But man, that was so sick in the throne room. Like there yeah. was, there was things we didn't like, but there was like, bro, what about that? What yeah. about, what did you think about Kylo destroying his helmet? What did you think about this? what do you think about this? And so I think, um, I think if you like something, I think it's so important, and I've said this multiple times on the podcast. If you like something, it's okay to avoid the internet. Yeah. Till you cement, how you feel about it, talk yep. to talk to friends who know you, whether that's in person, on the internet, whatever. So it doesn't it doesn't have to be your like your brother, but it can be someone you've met online, whatever. But don't go looking for because um, negativity sells. Negativity yep. gets clicks. Ne- negativity gets more exposure, and that's the thing is you look at the YouTube algorithm, and it's like. If there's something negative, that gets more clicks immediately, which means more ads, which means YouTube pushes it because it's more money for them and everything. So it's like when you first go online, you're going to see a ton of negativity. And it doesn't mean you have to love everything about Star Wars. But if you choose not to like the book of Boba Fett because you didn't get what you wanted and then in your mind Boba Fett never got to write a Rancor because that's not your Star Wars – to me, you are you're losing out. Yeah. You're losing out on so much fun. So, yeah. take the bad with the good, you yeah. know what I mean? I think it's like it's like the term, you know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like right. I think it's like it's like marriage, like there's sometimes you and your wife aren't getting it along. It doesn't mean like, well, this roast sucked. Divorce, you know what I yeah. mean? Like don't divorce yourself from what we're seeing in Star Wars now just because there's parts you don't like. If you, you don't have to go back and watch the book of Boba Fett, right. but don't go online and cancel it for everybody else cuz yeah. some people really loved it, you yeah. know? So, Anyways, those were our thoughts. Um, Man, I knew this guy was going to be a Star Wars fan whenever we were in PE together and he was reading Halo. (laughs) And I was like, this guy's going to be a friend of mine. Um, But... So that's our review for the finale of the book of Boba Fett. If you enjoyed this, obviously, please like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel. If you leave us a review with five stars on Apple Podcasts, we'll read on air. Um, It just helps get the podcast more exposure. Obviously, if you listen on Spotify, now you're able to give uh, star reviews on there as well. Uh, So please do that to grow the channel um, and have some more toxic positivity for Star Wars in your life. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. May the Force be with you always. Thanks again, man. Problem, buddy. We will catch you guys next time.